Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burnett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. And if you're listening to this, it's because you want to hear our thoughts and opinions about random ass movies that are uncensored and unfiltered. I fucked up the uh, intro a little bit, but that's okay. Um, also, if you're listening on SoundCloud, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Movie Nights. We'll probably be the first channel that pops up. I believe we are. And please subscribe to us. And if you just want to listen to us audio-wise, you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Mr. Warner. Yes. I love that sound. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and tell us what the topic is today. Uh, but actually, before you do that, I, I really fucked up the intro because we're going to talk about the movies with the way we watch movies with delicious movie snacks, I guess with Sour Patch Kids and some Code Red. I, too, have Sour Patch Kids, and I just have regular Mountain Dew. Because if you don't chew Big Red, then, then fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> I love that movie. All right. But, uh, Ryan, yeah, what so are we talking, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk Ryan, about... Ryan, what, what, what are we talking about? Uh, Ryan, today? Yeah, what, what, what are we talking about? Today. Yeah. Not last week, not no, next no, no. week. Like, what are we, week, what are we right talking about? Yeah, like, what are we talking about today? Uh, right Ryan, now. What, what, what are we talking about today? Yeah, right now? Yeah. You want, you want me to say that right now? No, right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we are talking about how music influences movies, how soundtracks make a movie better, how it can either make or break a movie. Um... And this actually came from a friend of mine who called me out on my shit because, as everyone knows, I love Halloween. And we were talking about Halloween a few weeks ago, and he was watching the podcast and texted me and was like, hey, you never talked about this aspect of it. And I was like, you're fucking right, dude. I feel like an idiot. And what what happened with the soundtrack of Halloween was John Carpenter finished the movie. Everything was done except for the score. Like, it was basically just a silent movie, except with the dialogue and sound effects, of course. Um, He showed it to a female Hollywood executive. I can't remember her name, but she was pretty well known at the time. And he showed her the movie, and she was like, it's not scary. Like, this isn't going to make any money. It's it's not going to go anywhere. Like, your, your career's done, basically. He went, and John Carpenter is, of course, a composer as well. He grew up playing piano. His dad was a musician, so he grew up learning how to play music. So in all of his movies, he is the composer. So he went away with that, um, with what she was telling him. Went away with that, made some music for it, came back, showed her the exact same movie, nothing edited to it. He just added the score on top of it, and it scared the shit out of her. So it's like stuff like that that can really make a movie better. Because the score in Halloween is absolutely fucking terrifying. And iconic. Very iconic. It's so simple, but so effective. Yeah, and um, a similar story, uh, like a similar story like that, happened in one of my favorite movies, which is Jaws. Um, That movie obviously went through a lot of production troubles. And, like... They were way over budget. They weren't on time. They, the shark kept breaking. You know, anyone who knows, like, Jaws knows how... It was doomed from the get-go. How fucking miserable that making that movie was. Well, they showed the cut without music to everybody, and they were all happy because they said it was okay. <laughs> they were like, oh, wow, you know, it was, it was all right. We thought it was going to be an absolute disaster, but hey, it was all right. It was all right. Good job, guys. It was all right. And then they put in the music, and they were like, holy shit, this is one of the best movies we've ever seen, ever. And ironically... Trust your composers. If you're a young filmmaker, trust your music people. Because John Williams, when he first showed the score to, St- to Steven Spielberg of Jaws, Steven Spielberg laughed and thought it was a joke. And John was like, not 
verbatim, but he was like basically like, no, motherfucker, this is the music. Listen to it again. Really? Yeah, and played it for him again. Hmm. And it's, who doesn't know? Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, 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 Also, just for FYI, our new short film, Contrition, is almost done. And the fucking music was done by a guy named Alex Garcia, who I went to high school with. The score's killer. I love it. I'm really, really happy with it. We talked about some like serious mm. ways uh, <laughs> music can influence a movie to make it scary mm. or make it more iconic. Uh, another example that I thought would like just how music makes the movie fun is Baby Driver. Yeah. And uh, Edgar Wright actually made the playlist, made like had all the songs that's going to be in this movie before they even started shooting. So whenever they were filming, uh, part of his direction was having his actors hit every mark with the beats. And I feel like that, with the editing style, makes the movie so much better. That movie is very fun, very enjoyable, and I feel like most of that comes from the music. The music selection, Mm -hmm. uh, his... The movie is almost edited to the music. Yeah, and it's, it's phenomenal how he was able to do that, and it makes it so much more fun. And you cannot have that movie, that movie, without music and if you did it like of a more serious movie it would be a completely different soundtrack and it would be a completely different feel of the movie and it's such a fun movie because of the music mm-hmm. and the famous filmmaker who incorporated soundtracks and like just pop culture music in his movies he would write them into the script was john hughes mm-hmm. you know famous for breakfast club and pretty in pink pretty in pink those movies he would write and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he would write into the script, like, this song plays at this moment. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, that, that for those who are screenwriters, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And that's what people were telling Edgar Wright when, yeah, with yeah. Baby Driver. They mm-hmm. were like, don't do it, man. Yeah, because if, so, like, if, you're, if you're a nobody and you write a script and you put, this song plays at this moment, they're going to throw your script in the fucking trash. Because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, no, that's not how that works. But then when you're John Hughes and you've made some successful movies and you have this vision in your head, you can get away with something like that. And it also helps because he has done that with his other scripts. Mm-hmm. So he has experience doing it and, mm-hmm. like you said, that success of doing it. Mm-hmm. So it helps a lot, too. But I've never like heard of a filmmaker who actually does that. And you told me that, and I was mm-hmm. like genuinely shocked by that because I, yeah. I did not know that. I think especially on, um, I want to say it was Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. he did that. Uh, it might have been that of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Like on one of them, he wrote like every song that's in that movie. He put it in the script. Very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh my favorite filmmaker has a beautiful taste in music, I think, is Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Like, think what you want about his movies, whether they're too violent, whether you don't like them, to each their own. I think his music taste is by far one of the best I've seen. And it just, it like, his his music always fits the moment. And what's really funny is in Django... It's the complete opposite, but it still works so mm-hmm. well. Is in the shootout. Obviously, it's a Western movie, mm-hmm. so you'd expect some like cowboy yeehaw music. But he plays like a modern rap song. I can't think mm-hmm. of what it is, but it's like more modern rap song with the shootout, and it fits so well. Mm-hmm. And it's so astounding how he's able to like make his music fit his moments and feelings, and he's able to like amplify his movies with it. And I know a soundtrack, or I believe a soundtrack that you're fond of, correct me if I'm wrong, is First Man. Oh yeah, just the score. Yeah. I really like the score in that movie. I just think 
it's really hard to like tell a music composer, hey, make a piece that captures awe and wonder. Yeah. You know, like that, that's not easy. Uh, you know, and there are several professions where you have to ask someone to do that. And, you know, if you have experienced filmmaking, you can like, all right, maybe I can think of a script or a visual that like captures awe and wonder yeah. or a painting, but like a piece of music, like that's from scratch. Mm-hmm. I thought that movie captured that very well. And there are a lot of composers like John Williams, everything that guy touches, he didn't do First Man, but everything yeah. that guy touches is iconic. Like E.T., mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. What is Star Wars without... It's Superman. Okay. <laughs> no. They fucking pull this joke on me all the time. They are different scores. They do sound similar. I'll give you that. They sound similar. I think that was early in his career too, right? No. Star Wars was 77. Superman was 78. Okay. Bam, bam. And I'm sure that the producers of Superman were like, hey, make it sound like Star Wars. And yeah. he was like, okay. How much money did you say? Okay. Yeah. But he makes some iconic music like mm-hmm. Harry Potter, Harry like Potter, you were saying, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, like all these scores. We can go on and on. People are, are, are that's a list. People know that's a list, and you're like, those are movies I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. those are movies that he's fucking conducted. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, and mm-hmm. not to mention like with the, I think his name's Adam. Uh, Al- Alan Silvestri. Yeah, yeah, Al- yeah. That, that guy, the guy who does the Avengers music. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, does that amplify the fucking moments it when does. you're watching it's it? It's such a good score, but that's not e- excuse me, that's not even my favorite score that he's done. Okay. What is it? He did Back to the Future. And I Oh my god, fucking, he did. Yeah. I yeah. love the bum 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 ba da dun dun dun. I love that song. Yeah. He did that. It's so good. Another imagine the Rocky montage without the Rocky song. It'd be really <laughs> weird and boring. It would be. <laughs> but Bill like, Conti who did that killed it. That that song, by the way, couldn't get nominated for best original score because it had lyrics. Really? Were, yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, like fighting harder, mm-hmm. like all. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. That's 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 a joke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, just like this, like we'll keep going, but we have a friend, Nick. He's been here a few times. Every time he watches a movie with us, he's like, "That movie had a score." Like he just not, he just doesn't really like pay attention to it. Cause, he, he'll talk to you. He's like, I don't think scores have effects on movies. So we we thought about titling this episode, "Hey Nick, fuck you." Yeah, like, <laughs> but, yeah, no, we we love you, but yeah, no, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like this. Like just a few examples we've said, and like like I said, we'll go on and keep talking about other ones. Like these music moments affect everything you feel about a movie. Whether it's subconscious or not, it's affecting the way you view the movie. Mm -hmm. And, for example, I kind of want to go back to Avengers. Like, when uh, in Infinity War, whenever Thor shows up to Wakanda, and and that that powerful Mm -hmm. score behind it, that, I think, is what makes that moment even better. Because if you just watch that with no sound, it's like, it's still cool. But with that mm. fucking like slow build up of mm. the Avengers theme, and mm. then he crashes on mm. Wakanda, so much better. Another thing that I really, really love, and the thing is, superhero movies have the best fucking themes. Absolutely. And uh, the original, the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy, Danny Elfman's Spider Man score, I love that music, especially like over the opening credits. Yeah. It's so it's such a good score. You can't describe it, but it fits Spider Man. Oh yeah, and if if it's that Spider Man. Yeah. And I think that um, oh, what is his name? Who does the Tom Holland scores? He's a really famous composer. Why is it leaving me? 
Please look it up. It's going to bug the shit out of me. Yeah, composer for uh, just... Like Homecoming and Far From Home. Because he does a bunch of other movies that I know. But I like his scores. I think his scores fit this Spider-Man very well also. And it's really all about... Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Yes, Michael Giacchino. God, I'm so sorry that I did not remember that. Star Trek War. He does some J.J. Abrams stuff, yeah. Ratatouille. He might have done Rogue One, too. Incredibles 2, Coco Cars. He does a lot of animated stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I love his score for those modern Spider-Man movies. Yeah. You know what has a really good score? Hmm. I don't know if we've talked about it, but Oh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. Like... I don't really remember much and from that movie. it's a great original song, too. Yeah. The music in that movie is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's astounding how directors and filmmakers are able to go to people who make music, and they're like, this is the moment. Yep. This is kind of the feel I want. Yep. And they come back with something completely original, and they're like, how's this? And you're like, perfect. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes video of Steven Spielberg talking to John Williams about E.T.? Oh, it's, it's so, so heartwarming. It's so beautiful. But I'm just hearing him on the piano like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and then I think... Uh, and, and then you can see it on Spielberg's face. Like, he's he like, gets excited. He's like, that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's that fits my moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fascinating how... Like, because it's kind of the same thing but different. Where, like, filmmakers and directors have this idea in their head. And mm-hmm. they get it out on paper. Musicians do the same thing. They have mm-hmm. this idea in their head. They put it on paper. They have it auditorial so you can listen mm-hmm. to it. And it's so fascinating how those like two things come together to make something even better. Yeah, and another movie, a modern movie that did music, that they made music a character in the movie, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And not only did they bring back a bunch of like seventies and eighties pop songs, like to be you know, r- like popular again. Yeah. But they made those songs a part of the the part of the central character and a part of that film. So that movie without that music is not the same because music is literally part of the movie. Absolutely. And you know, you you can have music as a whole story element to your film. Mm-hmm. And it works in spades like Guardians of the Galaxy. Two thousand one, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like it it's visual storytelling, but it also has music to help push that story. Mm-hmm. Um another movie I wanted to bring up was Hereditary. Mm. That Ooh. score yeah. in that movie creates so like such a creepy atmosphere, mm-hmm. and same thing with Midsummer. Like the scores in both those I movies, say, I like the score of Midsummer. I didn't love the movie, but I like the score. Yeah, it's just it's so like I, I've said it several times, but it's so fascinating how music amplifies your viewing experience. Because it would be completely different if there was just dialogue and sound effects and no sound mm-hmm. or, or no music, rather. Yeah. And, and sometimes you have to be reliant on music because it's the absence of music that can drive the scene. Absolutely. But, but the reason you know it's notable is because you'll notice in your head, like, there's no music. Mm-hmm. Like, a scene that I'll use that example of is The Dark Knight Rises. That whole Batman trilogy, Hans Zimmer's score is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially, dude, the Joker's theme in The Dark Knight still creeps me out. That's Really? The first a minute and a half of that song is just like razors on a wire. Just I'll have like to go first, back and watch it to really listen to it's it. It's like yeah. the first ninety seconds, but the song is awesome. Hmm. It's it's really prevalent. It's throughout the movie, but it's really prevalent in the bank robbing scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has great scores throughout this entire film, all this entire trilogy. And then when Batman fights Bane, no music. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. And that's. I what, mean, I'm, I'm sure I caught and it. And subconsciously, but... that's what makes you worried that Batman's going to lose that fight. Yeah. It's because no, there's no. Because usually when Batman fights, it plays his theme yeah. and then in that scene nothing hmm. 
So subconsciously, you're like, he's in trouble. So what's happening? And another, another lack of music example, I'll use Jaws. Every time the camera goes underwater and it's the shark, you hear the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. And then there's the scene where the kids prank the everyone with the fake fin. Yeah. Well, every time that camera goes underwater, no music. When it's the kids and not the real shark. Hmm. Fascinating. And that whole scene, there's no music. Because the, the threat isn't there. It's not real. And then when they realize it's the kids, and then someone yells across the thing, I think the shark's over here. It immediately cuts underwater, and dun, 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 dun. And then the audience knows, like, oh, shit, and this is the real one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. I'd mm-hmm. have to go back and really watch that. Yes. So, like, really pick up on that. Yes. Because, like, while I watch movies, I pick up on the score mm-hmm. and music um, a little bit more than, like, most people, I feel like. But I don't catch, like, every single moment like that. But you've seen that movie, like, a thousand yeah. times. And I love, speaking of other scores, I love John Ottman's X-Men score from X-Men 2. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I love that. Yeah. So good. And, uh... Well, I want to, um... Yeah. Go back to kind of, like, touching on Rocky. Like, mm-hmm. Creed, Creed 2. Oh. The training L- montage. L- Ludwig Grohansson, whatever yeah. his name is. Brilliant composer. The Black Panther score is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm so happy it won that Oscar. Yeah. Very that well That score deserved. was so good. But, yeah, no, the, but his Creed music's really good. Yeah, no, it's it's... Yeah. And it makes me happy that in both Creed movies, they incorporate the original Rocky theme somewhere. Just like the opening. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 just for like a second. And it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, the James Bond theme. Like, everyone fucking knows that theme. Yeah. You, like, you can associate theme songs and like tunes to certain movies and franchises. Like, Rocky, you connect that with mm-hmm. Rocky. You connect the James Bond opening scroll theme with Star Wars with James Bond <laughs> where are you at I zoned out and I, and, I, and I heard opening crawl theme and I was like yeah. Star Wars yeah no I mean even Star Wars has mm-hmm. a very iconic yeah. theme that when you're mm-hmm. watching the opening crawl and you hear that and yeah. you associate mm-hmm. it with Star Wars like it's so fa- like Harry Potter does the same mm-hmm. thing yeah. like even though they might have like completely different soundtracks they'll have that one that ties it back mm-hmm. into the franchise and you're like I know exactly what I'm watching yeah and uh, another thing with like uh, with James Bond was it Casino Royale that didn't play the theme till the very end of the movie? Yep. I remember uh, someone was a a friend of mine was a huge James Bond fan, and he he loves Casino Royale. It's Zach. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's okay. A huge James Bond fan. Did not and, know that. Yeah, but he uh, he was watching Casino Royale. He goes, "Don't get me wrong, I love that movie, but part of me was shitty the whole time because I'm like, they better play that fucking theme song." <laughs> And then he goes, they played it at the end, so I had to go back and rewatch it again, knowing, like, it's okay, they play it, and yeah. I enjoyed it much more. <laughs> I also want to talk about A Quiet Place. Oh, my God. Especially the scene, I have, a, I have a scene and piece of music in my head when Emily Blunt screams and the fireworks go off, and then John Krasinski takes off, and those drums are like, Oh, my God, oh, yeah. So good. So fucking good. Have you seen, Especially uh, since that movie has to rely on its score. Yeah, because there's no effing sound. Yes. And had, did you see a Mad Max Fury Road? No, not yet. Junkie XL's score in that, so good. Yeah. Like, it is, it's like rock and roll meets techno meets music score oh, hell yeah. it is insanity is that what got him hired to justice league then eventually fired from <laughs> justice league no uh, he was like studying under Hans zimmer i think okay so like like for example batman v superman was both him and Hans zimmer they scored that movie together okay and but before that he did mad max 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch. Or like, I haven't seen it, but I'll have to go and, back and, and watch hey, it because I have it. The DCEU's got great music, man. Yeah. Hans Zimmer killed it again. The Man of Steel theme is awesome. I'm never gonna do superhero <laughs> movies again. <laughs> and he, you. dude, you know what? His score in Dark Phoenix was good. The Dark Phoenix. He did score. the Dark Phoenix score. Yes, he did. And My it's, God. And the music's good. Hmm. And uh. Oh, which one? Uh, what the Wonder Woman theme? Yeah, he did oh that. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That 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 music is fucking incredible. Yeah, especially whenever she lands in Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, like oh so fuck it's so chilling to hear it but like, i want to go that back whole to... movie i'm like wow this is really disappointing and then yeah. wonder woman lands you're like all right let's go <laughs> i'm all about this shit yeah i want to go back to superman though man of steel mm-hmm. the whole like flying like whenever he gets the oh. superman suit and he walks out and it's like mm-hmm. a slow like crawl build up bum, bum. and yeah. then he like fucking takes off and, it, mm-hmm. and the score just shoots up with him yeah. as well like mm-hmm. oh it's such a beautiful moment yeah yeah uh, another movie I have pulled up is Eighth Grade. How Bo Burnham. Good choice because Bo Burnham has history with music, yeah. and he, while he didn't score that film, you know that he had a very specific idea in his head of what he wanted that music to sound like. Absolutely, especially to reflect the kind of movie he was making. Yeah, and that score is all over the place in that movie, but in a good way. That's what he wanted. It. He wanted. There were times where he wanted it in your face, and there mm-hmm. were times where he wanted it to pull back and be subtle. Yeah, and I think he accomplished both of those. To perfection with I forget I don't remember the composer's name on that film but they they did wonderful yeah no absolutely especially the pool party scene oh my god yeah so incredible. probably my one of my favorite scores of all time is from Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. he did True Romance did the, he really yeah the you're so I don't know can I play it or no is that a copyright thing yeah don't it's probably that. a copyright yeah, thing yeah. I'll play it for you later okay but it's so good like. Mm-hmm. No, Meg, I know it, but I didn't know he... Yeah, no, Hans Zimmer did your, had, uh, did uh, True Romance. I had no idea until I like was scrolling mm-hmm. through the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is wild, because mm-hmm. you don't associate yeah. him with like little mm-hmm. independent movies like that. Mm-hmm. All, you, know, you, know, you know what else he did? That's also a very, very iconic score. Hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Did he really? Bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bada, bum. Uh, That's Hans Zimmer. I fucking love that score. It's a score. great score. It's so oh good. Oh my god. I used I to work out those movies. It. Really? I used to work out to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. That's awesome. That's why I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh but yeah, no, he did that. And like and what what is Pirates of the Caribbean without that fucking song? Yeah, nothing. It, it's probably still what it is, one good yeah. movie. <laughs> the rest of them suck. I like all of them. He's wrong. I'm a sucker for pirate movies, but again, mm-hmm. how many fucking pirate movies are there? Yeah, there? yeah. But uh but, but yeah, no. But like again, another version of just an iconic score. And I want to talk about a very specific. Actually, we could talk about two specific scores from the same franchise, Kingsman. We'll talk about the first mm. one, and then we'll talk about the second one. Okay. So the first one it has Freebird playing with the yes. one shot, mm-hmm. and it's so good because like the guitar solo from Freebird, yeah, yeah, has the guitar solo, and like every fucking beat for the song is a gunshot or a hit bum, bum, or a punch bum, 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 bum. it's so yeah. fascinating mm-hmm. like the, the the whole construction of that scene is stupid like yeah. like how like how well it is like yeah. how good it is how well it's done and it's not a one shot no they like hide it with like muzzle mm-hmm. flashes and like quick camera zooms but it's so it's so good how Matthew Vaughn was able to fucking have that solo and have that scene uh, that makes me wonder if he crafted that scene with that song in mind maybe because i don't think because i i've never read anything that says so i don't know but but i wouldn't be shocked yeah because like how, how, how do you do that scene without that song yeah without I, that song specifically yeah i 
And then in Kingsman 2... Mm-hmm. Which is just an okay movie. I like it, but I think the first one's better. Mm-hmm. Um, with... What's the Prince song that plays... Um, oh, Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, in Let's the beginning. Go Crazy. Yeah. Like, how they start off with the song, because mm-hmm. it's like... They're fighting in the car, mm-hmm. and then Eggsy smashes his face up against mm-hmm. the radio and starts mm-hmm. to play, and you're like... Yeah. I'm okay with this. First movie to use a Prince song since he died. Yep. Because he had a tight control over his uh, music. Yes, he did. His family was like, we'll take that money. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I think the last movie he did was Batman. Maybe. Because I know know he did the music for the original Batman. It might have been Purple Rain. Whichever one came last. 84 was Purple Rain. Oh, yeah. So it was Batman then. It might have been. Well, he refused to have his music play where he wasn't doing the soundtrack. Yes, and he did the soundtrack for Batman, yeah, which is that's, why. Yeah, and he had to do the soundtrack, yeah. Ooh, this one's also really good. Hmm. Dunkirk. With the ticking watch the whole time? Yes, oh, that hell is yes. so brilliant. Hell yes. Cause it's, Another Hans Zimmer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah Hans Zimmer. Because it, it, like you said, incorporates mm-hmm. a ticking, because like, these people are running out of time, and yep. they, need, like, mm-hmm. they need time to get out of here, and they don't have it, and it's you know so... I'm gonna watch that movie tonight. It's been so long since I watched that. I don't have anything planned. Let's fucking Let's watch fucking it. Do you have it on 4K? Dunkirk. Yes, I do. Fuck yes, I have it on 4K. Oh, Come oh on. Oh my god. Come Hell on. Yes. Yeah. Has Hannah seen it? No. I don't think she has. Hannah! Hannah! Give us a minute. Have you seen Dunkirk? No, she hasn't. Yeah, so oh we're gonna god, have to do that. We're absolutely watching that. Mm-hmm. She also hasn't seen Interstellar. I also have Which, not seen that. Which also has a really great score. Is what I've heard. You've never seen Interstellar? Nope. Fuck that. We're going to do a doubleheader. We're doing Interstellar and Dunkirk. Fuck I'm you, man. That. Dude, a Christopher Nolan doubleheader? Is it my fucking birthday? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah. So, on the topic of, like, incorporating different sounds with your music, with the ticking watch from mm. Dunkirk, yeah. is the, uh, I'm going to fuck it up, but it's the... <laughs> From, oh, uh, from uh, King, from King Arthur. Yes, running, yes, yes, yes. And then you hear like the heavy breathing it's with such, it. Like, dude, that score is uh, awesome. That movie is great. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I love that fucking oh, movie, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. Yeah, so fucking good, so good. I love that movie. But like, it's like it, little stuff like that mm. really not only enhances your music, but mm. your just the whole as overall well. tone and feel of your movie. Yeah, yeah. Because like in that scene that I'm talking about. Like, King Arthur and his mates are running mm-hmm. away from the law because they're going to fucking get caught and hung. So, like, they're naturally running away. And then you hear that, like, heavy breathing mm-hmm. with yeah. the music and tempo, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. And just this is going to go a little bit off topic. Yeah. Well, not off topic, but changing direction. Something else in movies that I think, in terms of music, that I think is really well done is when the music purposely doesn't match what's going on to give you an eerie feeling. Okay. An early example that I can think of is the original Halloween 2, and the one 1981, whichever the original Halloween 2 was. Okay. Is, this is a trope that's used in a bunch of movies and TV shows now, but I, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I'm pretty sure that this was the first movie. You know the song Mr. Sandman? Mr. Mm-hmm. Sandman. It uses that in, really? one, in one of the scenes. Okay. And I don't want to say which scene it is because it's spoilery. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Do you care? Um, yeah, just fucking The timeline doesn't matter anyway. And it's my fault for not saying yeah, that. Yeah, but when Michael Myers dies, okay. well, what happens is, it, I won't tell you everything that happens because it's kind of fucked up, but basically, he gets blown up. Wow. But he... Expl- Sounds like, similar. Like, the room explodes, and you're like, is he finally dead? And he walks out the hallway, 
fully on fire and starts walking down the hospital. But he eventually just falls down and dies. But it's to that song. But as he's about to die, they play that song. And it is so unsettling and so eerie. And uh, for some reason, I'm blanking on examples, but several movies do that where they play a song just to offset what you're seeing. And it just makes you feel really uncomfortable. I can think of an example. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's Kill Bill 1 mm-hmm. with the blonde girl who's walking down and she's whistling. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. fucking tune, whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. she's going to go kill the bride. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. very, very eerie feeling that doesn't really match. I mean, it kind of does, I guess, because it's creepy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, very, very good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh... Yeah, but dude, musical scores, man, they kick ass. They really do. I can't really find anything else that really like sticks out as a good. Sc- I mean, a lot of movies have good scores. Yeah, but... like we could break down individual scores all day long. I'm trying to think of like a specific. Oh, how about this? Because it's a musical movie, but it's not. Okay. Whiplash. Oh yes, the jazz and the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way similar to Edgar Wright, very intense. Yeah, edits it, and And that movie won best editing. Yeah, Baby Driver was not even nominated. I know it's a shame. That is bullshit. But yeah, like how he uses the jazz Mm -hmm. as like because it's a musical movie, but it's not, Mm -hmm. and uh, how he builds tension with that jazz Mm because he is like starting at a slow tempo and then builds up and then stops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because his instructor is so fucking strict. I love I love J.K. Simmons in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dude, La La Land. All the music in La La Land. All yeah, of it. All of it. <laughs> it's a- so a- good. Everything about that movie is perfect. Yes, yes. A- agreed. Big agree. Yes. Big agree there. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, everything I had to talk about. Oh. Uh, no, not really in this movie. Sherlock Holmes. I like that Sherlock score. Holmes? Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. That's really fun and exciting. Um, so, something. Uh, I I don't think we should get into just naming random movie scores. Yeah, no, that's why I'm just gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but uh, one more thing I'll add. Yeah, I love when characters in movies have their own score. Like the movie okay. has a score, and then characters have a score. Okay. Do you have an example? Um. Yeah. Like Ray in The Force Awakens ha- okay. has her own score. Like Princess Leia has her own score. Okay. Yeah. yeah like yeah. whenever Han and Leia are together, they play that a certain song. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader has the Imperial March. So when you hear these songs it's a signal of either that character's coming or it's something about that character mm-hmm. like in oh and you have to go back and watch this scene as soon as we're done my favorite moment in star wars the force awakens is when ray catches the lightsaber yes well when she does that because her theme plays in the beginning of the movie when you first see her her okay. her theme song when she catches her, her light that lightsaber her theme starts and it fades into the force theme Really, and it is fucking. I have chills. It is I, fucking. I literally just got chills too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like it starts off her. It fades like that. That is and it so is fucking so good. good. But like, yeah, holy like, shit. Like I said, the Joker's theme in The Dark Knight. Whenever you you'd hear the beginning of it in mm-hmm. a random scene, and you're like, oh shit, something with the Joker's about yeah. to happen because you hear the song. And you just song. subconsciously know that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so like it's so awesome that music has that influence on you like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's and amazing. and you could even say Jaws, like Bruce. Jo- that's Drew, his that's theme. the shark's yeah. theme. Yeah, and also uh, the original Star Wars. Each like set piece has its own memorable piece like song to it. 
Like the throne room has its own song. Which is the best Star Wars theme out there. I know you love that. Because I just watched that movie the other day with Joanna and my god. My, my, my favorite bit is uh, after Ben Kenobi dies and Han and Luke are fighting off the TIE Fighters. Mm-hmm. That theme that okay. plays. That and the, the Death Star Trench run yeah. are, my, are my favorite themes from that movie. But yeah. But like you know, it, it just—it's not just. It, you can't just have a song and say this is the theme. You have to have character themes. You have to have themes for different tones, different scenes. You have mm-hmm. to set set the stage. At least a good composer will do these things. Yeah. And like for example, Wakanda has its own theme in Black yeah. Panther, which is pretty much Wakanda's its own character in that movie. Yeah, and, absolutely. In Infinity War, in the scene when they're trying to decide where to go, and Captain America does the thing where he's like, "I know a place." Well, before he says that, for like 10 seconds, they're in that room talking, and subtly you hear, it's the Wakanda theme, so that when the camera goes on Captain America, you're like, he's going to say, like, in your head, because mm-hmm. you hear the song, you're like, Wakanda, that's it, and then it goes to Wakanda, and the whole theme plays. And it, and that's how like filmmakers bring you yeah. into their movie. It's a transition. they make you part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very, very yeah. fascinating. Very good Musical talk. scores are great, Nick. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Fucking try to listen to them, dude. <laughs> But yeah, no. But I, I think that's that's kind of pretty much it for yeah. today. Yeah. No, very like I said, very good talk. But uh, yeah. go ahead and plug us. Um, we are Movie Night. You can find us on YouTube. Please subscribe to us. We're almost at a hundred. We're very young. Let's get to that hundred, guys. Oh my god! So sad. Uh, you can also unfollow us on SoundCloud and Facebook at Movie Nights. Uh, Twitter at Nights underscore Movie and Instagram. At nice underscore movie as well. Yeah, but but we are sa- most uh, active on Facebook. Yes, and you know YouTube. But our SoundCloud is actually just called the Movie Nights Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's our SoundCloud. So, yes. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. Great. Thanks, you guys, for watching, and we'll hope to see you soon. Peace.